a Chris Powell original. That was stunning, thank you. I have recently done some weddings. I would like to talk about weddings on Memorial Day. And the weddings, two of them were complicated. The one this week involved eight parents, step-parents, boyfriend, girlfriends, long-lived relationships. And I realized that part of the work we do in gathering as a community, and in particular gathering for a wedding, is to call out what I've started naming in weddings as the, the golden thread of love that encircles the couple that are in front of me, but also help them see both sets of couples were young or, okay, that's my perception. Hi, yi, yi. Um, Help them see that, that that thread feels so exciting and thrilling, but it actually comes from so many other places. And to talk about that thread of love as one that gets cut, as love can, and that our task is often to re-knot it, or to say it's still here, but I'm going to re-knot it in a different way. And to continue on with that imagery through my short homily in each wedding ceremony to talk about this fabric of life that we are all weaving. Because I don't think it's really that different from what we're doing here today with each other. And I can't help but think that's also what we're doing today since our project is honoring those who've died from our congregation and to honor all who have died in war. And I thought those are similar kinds of golden threads that make up this tapestry. And that Memorial Day really may be about not only remembering veterans, but that they carried a golden thread of love for their country, that they were willing to carry with them to cut their own thread of life, and that there are these many threads that get woven together, these golden strands. We conflate Memorial Day with death in general, which I think is a good thing. You've heard me preach from here many times that the gift of coming to church is it is one of the rare places where we can bring our thoughts, fears, concerns about death. Can't really bring that to your coworker in the next cubicle quite so readily. But as um, I, I was able to, to step into the tail end of the movie that, that um, the group were watching at 10 o'clock. And of course, it was about 
how do we as humans deal with this notion that we are mortal and that we have to live with that and what do we make of it and Memorial Day started out with with the Union side wanting to honor their veterans, those who had died, as well as those who still live by decorating graves, and it was called Decoration Day. And it wasn't until very recently, in the last 40 years, that it became officially a national holiday. It was celebrated in different communities up in upstate New York and parts of New England for a long time till it became a recognition that we as a nation don't really have some way to acknowledge all who have died and gone before and all who have died so that we can live and try and carry on efforts to be free. So I wanted us to imagine all of the threads that entwine us and that entwine us to that memorial tree. That they don't go away, this tapestry. And if we open it out, we see the golden threads and can pick them out. And people were willing to name the names of those whose thread shines most brightly for them. the joy of having a college-age child return home is they fill you in on all the stuff that huh, we are totally clueless about. And um, so my daughter has turned us on to a television series called The Good Place. Anyone here familiar with The Good Place? It's it is about an afterlife, which I appreciated Forrest Church's reading, his acknowledgement that we are religious beings because we think and talk about death, and that we as human beings have done this since time immemorial and strewn our graves with material objects and written words because we don't know what comes next. We are a tradition that is willing to sit in the discomfort of not having a ready answer for what comes next. So in The Good Place, a young woman who has had um, a very smarmy sales job and has not led an exemplary life, ends up in the good place, which is an ideal, uh, completely designed architectural space with all the others who deserve to be in the good space. But her identity has been mixed up, so she doesn't really belong there. And as with all our imaginings of what the afterlife is about, it's ultimately about how do we get along 
How do, we, how do we maintain our relationships? How do we survive? What is important? All of our imaginings of the afterlife, like good fantasy, like good science fiction, like good fiction, period, is really just a mirror for what it means to be in community. So I got to tell her I'm not so clueless because I'm in the middle of reading a book by George Saunders, um, which is kind of a cross between Spoon River Anthology and, um, and the Tibetan Book of the Dead called Lincoln in the Bardo. Anyone read Lincoln in the Bardo? It's fairly new. The library has copies, so I can recommend it. Um, and, and the author, this is his first novel, the author, he's written short stories. He's imagining Lincoln's son who has died and the grief that Lincoln is struggling with. And the son is placed in a mausoleum near the White House. And the one night after the son has died, Lincoln goes and visits him and holds him. And this author imagines, I don't want to use the word ghost because it's the wrong term, but that's, um, that's the best term that we all share. All who have died before and not yet moved on see, witness this man holding his son, and they are so jealous of the love that's being poured out and they're lonely and it becomes this description of who they all are. There's a minister and there are um, slave owners and there are merchants and there are um, petty, petty, petty people. And again, it's, it's like what it means to be in community. We all have these longings. We all have this desire. And what do we do with the fact that our desires are short-lived and we are mortal? So it's, a, again, a mirror of what does it mean to live a life? The discussion that happened at 10 o'clock, I'd say our task is to make meaning. That's what we do here in church. That's what we do with our families. Whatever the world brings, it's our job to make meaning out of what happens. We are, as a people, disinclined to say that that meaning is imposed on us by a divine being and that we as humans have to imagine the threads that connect us and what the meaning of that thread is and whether that thread is benevolent and holds you close or chokes you, that our task is to make meaning. And I say the thread, I prefer to see the thread and use it and reclaim it as the thread of love. And I think that's our task for Memorial Day this weekend is to see all the golden threads that connect us, that connect us to all who have come before. 
and all who will follow us. May you each be wrapped in a comforting thread, strand, cord of golden light and love. May it be so.